Welcome to PIWC Worcester's podcast. Thank you for joining us. We pray that in your time spent with us, you will be blessed and edified even as we grow in faith. Please enjoy and may the Spirit illuminate your hearts. Praise the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. An opportunity to share uh, with the people of God. Um, Shall we have a word of prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for what you are about to do in our midst, oh God. We pray that as your word come forth, let the sick receive healing in the name of Jesus. As your word come forth, oh God, let the one that is down receive a new impartation. Yes. Let fresh fire come down in the name of Jesus. As your word come forth, oh God, we pray that there'll be a release let there be a sound from heaven in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you want at the sound of my voice, Father, tonight I pray committing that entity into your hands. I commit Jesus. that individual into your hands. The spirit of God you will touch. Amen. Let every burden be rolled away in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, O oh God, for fresh fire in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Beloved, I want us to quickly take our, um, our Bibles and open the book of Acts. The chapter two, um, we'll read the verse one to six and then skip to the verse 42 to um, 46. And then we'll read Leviticus chapter number six, the verse 13. These are the two scriptures that we'll be reading. Um, in the course of it, I'll be quoting certain scriptures, but we might not even read them. But let's read these two scriptures and then go from there. And so I'll be reading from the book of Acts, the chapter two. I'm reading from verse 1 to 6, and then I'll skip to verse um, 42 to 46. I read from the New King James Version. It said, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, just as we are gathered here. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. So each person had some a sign of fire on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Mm -hmm. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, I want you to pay attention to that. And when this sound occurred, this sound from heaven, when the sound occurred, that means they all heard it. When the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Now let's mm -hmm. come to 42 to 46. Father, do a new thing tonight in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, mm -hmm. in the breaking of bread and in prayer. Mm -hmm. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Mm -hmm. Now all who believed were together and had one thing in common or had all things in common. 
and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continually, daily, with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Amen. Amen. Now Leviticus chapter 6, the verse 13. It says the fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. This is from the New Kingdom, um, the NIV version. The fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. Amen. The fire must not go out. Um, tonight, our topic is, and I have recaptioned it, on fire of the Holy Spirit, maintaining a revived life. On fire of the Holy Spirit, maintaining a revived life. Um, so when we say a life that is revived, what do we mean? When we say maintain a revived life, we want to see a life that has been revived. And so I've put here that a revived life is a life that has been given new strength or new energy or power. Yesterday we heard of dunamis, of dynamite. That is the same power. So dunamis has been injected into you. Mm. That means you have received fresh power to explode. It is a life that has been quickened or resuscitated. Mm. Maybe you were dead. Your spiritual life was dead. We heard yesterday, Romans 8, 11. If the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, then that spirit will quicken your mortal bodies. Tonight, may your spirit be quickened in the name of Jesus. May your mortal bodies be quickened. May your soul be quickened so that you will become sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. If you are dead in any area of your life, as you listen at the sound of my voice, may that sound from heaven appear to you in the name of Jesus, just like they all heard the sound from heaven. Mm. May your spirit man respond to that sound in mm. the name of Jesus. Amen. So in a revival, our minds, our souls, and our spirits are reconnected to God. Mm. Our minds are renewed. We cannot continue to live the way we used to live. That's what a revival does. Our soul, which is the seat of our will, our emotions and intellect, they all connect back to God. As we heard last night. So basically, the spirit of God is ignited or fired up in us when we are revived. As a result, this happens. We become more aware of him. By being more aware of him, we become more sensitive to him. And when you become more sensitive, uh, now being sensitive doesn't mean you hear him. Being sensitive means when he prompts you, you know that something has prompted you. You know that he's quickening you. That still small boy begin to speak to you. But you might not hear him. But over time, you will come to a place of maturity where you begin to hear him. And he will speak sometimes through impressions. Sometimes you will hear audible voices. Sometimes you open your eyes and you will see things. Just as I'm looking at you on this screen. Or just as you are looking at me. That means you have become more aware of him. You have become more sensitive to him. You begin to hear him. That is a revived life. Mm. 
So if you are revived, you must begin to hear the Holy Spirit minister to you. You must begin to hear the Holy Spirit lead you. You must begin to hear the Holy Spirit tell you things to come and things to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, so after you yield to these promptings, that is when he begins to lead you because now he, he, he speaks and you hear and you are able to follow his instructions. So when you follow his instruction, that means he starts to lead you. And so we come to Romans 8 and 14. Those who are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So you begin to mature. You walk into maturity. You walk into the things of God. He's leading you. You live from being a child to becoming a son. You possess your possessions as a son. Because the sons we are heirs. We are joined heirs with Christ. And so whatever is in Christ becomes your portion. This is a revived life. This is somebody whose life has been revived. Then you begin to live by the spirit and start to crucify your flesh. The, the, the simple nature begins to die. That is somebody who has been revived. At this point, we begin to exhibit signs of a believer who is on fire for the Holy Spirit or on fire. You find a new joy. The desire to pray becomes more. The desire to study the word becomes more. The desire to fellowship becomes more. You can't wait for church program to start and you are on. That is a revived life. Hallelujah. Tonight, if you have not come to that point, maybe you've been worshiping with us from last week, Monday, but you've not come to that point. I pray that that sound from heaven, that came on Acts chapter 2, may you hear that sound. May the fire that appeared on them, like the, the, the tongues of fire, may that fire come into your bones. May that fire come into your life in the name of Jesus. Maybe you are on the line, you are on the line because you want to be on the line. May that fire touch you. May the spirit of God touch you in the name of Jesus. I, I made us read from the verse one because when he, he came, the house where they were standing, the house where they were, the house was filled. Then we are together on this platform. This platform will be filled by the power of God. Yes. And when you touch your screen, you must experience the power of God. Amen. So the place, the environment was filled. Then the people were filled. Mm. So this platform is not just an ordinary platform. We have gathered here to experience the power of God on this platform. Mm. And tonight you will experience that power. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. Now, let's look at some significance of the fire before we, we talk about maintaining uh, a revived life. We've seen what a revived life is. Let's see the significance of the fire because when you see that, you know that the, the importance of something, you don't let it easily go. You don't treat that thing anyhow. So let's see the importance or the significance of fire. Now, the first thing I want to state is that fire consumes or fire devours. Mm. Hebrews 12, 29 says, for our God is a consuming fire. So the, the, the God kind of fire is a fire that consumes. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. It, it is not just any fire. It is a fire that consumes. It has a purpose. Bible mm. says, for this cause was the son of man manifested that he might destroy the works of the enemy. So when the power of God is manifested on this line, it must destroy the works of the enemy that is in oppression in people's lives. Amen. That fire might destroy. If you are sick on this line tonight, 
the power of God is going to hit you and that sickness will never find itself in your life anymore. If you are here and you are in debt, you are going through any crisis, you are going through any pain, that power of God is going to hit you tonight in the name of Jesus. So be expectant. Bible said the expectation of the righteous shall never be cut off. Surely there's an end. Whatever you are going through tonight, the power of God is going to hit you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So fire consumes. Fire consumes. Yeah. Now what does it consume? It consumes our fleshly desires. The, 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 the last of the flesh, the, the, the things we struggle with, the fire is able to consume those things. Our worldly passions, the fire is able to consume. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And any weakness in your life tonight, may that fire consume it. Amen. Maybe you come on this and you're doing everything that you can. You are trying everything you can just to live right for God. Yet, there's something that keeps you. Tonight, may the fire of God strike that thing. Any weaknesses in your life, any worldly passion in your life, any secrets that you have in your life that you are not proud of, but you can't let go. Tonight, may the fire of God descend upon that weakness in the name of Jesus. Amen. So it is a consuming fire. It's a consuming. Now, when it begins to burn these weaknesses, it begins to consume those weaknesses, the worldly passion and the things that we struggle with. It purifies us. So the fire also purifies. Now, you, you look at the precious minerals, all of them, gold, silver, whatever, they all go through fire. When they go through it, it is purified. And as purified, you see the glory of that mineral. So it purifies you. When this fire is in your life, you become purified. And the glory of God in your life begins to manifest. You become more like Christ. And just like Moses, when he, he looked at God, his face became radiant. When the fire is in your life, you begin to look radiant. People see you and they see the glory of God in your life. People see you and they don't recognize you anymore. They don't see your weak self, but they see the fire and the strength of God in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So the fire purifies. It burns every chaff. And in the process of burning every chaff, it purifies you. Mm. And that is how the glory of God is manifested in a believer's life. Another um, importance. The fire makes you durable. What do I mean by durable? It, ma it, it makes you tough. It makes you strong. It strengthens you to be able to withstand any attack of the enemy. You see, when you go to the portal, my uncle was a portal. He, he used to um, 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 uh, um, design vessels, these earthen vessels. He take clay and he would design them. And after that, what he does is that he put them in an oven that has high heat. And what that high heat does is this. He has designed it to a certain shape. But for that shape to stay in that um, um, that, 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 that specific um, geography, it has to go through fire. And now mm -hmm. after it has gone through that fire for some time, then it dries up and it stays that way. So nothing moves. You pour no amount of water can cause it to change its shape. So mm -hmm. when the fire comes upon your life, it makes you durable. It, it, it makes you strong. It, 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 it toughens you up. You become heavy duty. Hallelujah. Amen. You become heavy duty. The fire makes us heavy duty. So no matter what life throws at you, when the fire is in your life, it's not able to move you because you have fire. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. 
Now, I said that the fire consumes, so we're going to look at another aspect of the consumation of the fire. It does not only consume things in you, but also consumes the enemy. And I, I want you to be excited here because the fire tonight is going to consume any enemy that has come your way. Any enemy that you are dealing with, that fire is able to consume. The fire consumes our enemies. You look at the book of 2 Kings, the chapter number one. When you read from verse 10 to verse 4, King Ahaziah, the Bible says that he fell from the lattice of his house, or the roof of his house. And this man, after he had fallen, um, didn't know what was going to happen. He was bedridden. People would say he was crippled. And then he sent his men to go to inquire of a Belzebub, a, 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 a mini god, an idol, whether he will survive or not. Now, in, in, on their way going, God called Elijah and told him, God tell the men that this king has sent. That is there no God mm. in Israel that he should go and consult an idol? Because of what he has done, he will die. He will not get off from his bed. That sickness is going to kill him. And so they went back to the king to report. And the king said, who is that man? And they, they, when they described it, he knew it was Elijah the Tishbite. In those times, he was a man carrying the fire, but they considered him to be like a terrorist to the kings. And so the king sent a captain with 50 men to go and bring him. And I like how Elijah put it. That if I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven. And Bible said fire came down from heaven and consumed the captain and all the 50 men. He sent another group and he said, if I be a man of God tonight, if there be men of God on this line, let fire come down from heaven and consume any enemy that stands our way in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that as soon as he mentioned, let fire come down, fire descended. I said, fire consumes. Yes. Whatever that is in your life tonight, that does not please God. Whatever that is in your life that buffets you, may fire from heaven come down to devour that thing tonight. May the fire of the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. come and devour. Mm -hmm. That's we heard. That dynamism means dynamite. An explosive power that destroys every work of darkness. Um, Bible puts it in Psalm 66 verse 3. That say unto God, how terrible are thou in thy works. Through the greatness of your power shall enemies submit themselves unto you. When this sound comes, when this fire comes, when this fire works begin to appear, every enemy must bow. Yes. Through the greatness of your power shall thy enemies bow. Tonight, the power of God will be revealed and every enemy, every enemy will bow. Amen. Every enemy will give way. In the name of Jesus, this dynamite, this dynamite, this dynamite, tonight it is going to explode. Amen. And one thing that makes it explode, we are going to look at that. In the name of Jesus, may the fire be released into your life. Jesus. In the name of Jesus, may fire be released into your life. Amen. That every enemy, Every enemy will begin to bow in the name of Jesus. Now, the Amen. last point, and then I go to maintaining the fire, is that fire also reveals. 
fire reveals. Paul on the island of Patmos, after he had suffered shipwreck and all that, came and the people were nice to them. When you read the book of um, Acts 28, the verse 3 to 6. Now, there the people were nice to them, so they tried to gather, they, they tried to make fire because they have been beaten by the storms and all that. And uh, he gathered some firewood to, to, to kind of warm themselves. But not knowing there was a viper hidden under. Bible says, as soon as he lighted fire, the viper came out. Now, may every viper, whatever is in your life that is hidden and causing promotion, causing confusion, hmm. as this fire come down tonight, may every viper begin to be exposed. Those that are in the midst of the congregation causing confusion left, right, and center. Mm. As this fire comes down, may they be uh, uh, brought out in the name of Jesus. May they be brought to shame in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This fire reveals when there's fire in the church, there cannot be any undercovers. That's right. There cannot be people working for the enemy and staying and, and putting people's head together. Fire reveals. Yes. Anything that is hidden tonight in your life, the fire of God will come down and that thing will be revealed. And when it is revealed, it will be destroyed if it's not of God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The fire also draws people to God. The book that we read, Acts chapter 2. You saw that when the sound came, all the devout men that were there, they heard the sound and all of them came. They came at this point, they were confused because each one was hearing them in their language even though they were unleaded people. So this fire draws people. It draws people. You look at uh, Moses, for instance, you look at Exodus chapter three. When he saw the burning bush, there was a fire and it was the fire that attracted him. Look, everybody likes fireworks. Mm -hmm. July 4, go to the parks. Everybody likes fire. That is why it is important that the church yeah. is revived. The church stays on fire. When the church is revived, when the church is on fire, we don't have to struggle. The people will troop in. Yes. We don't struggle. The fire will speak for himself. Mm, mm, mm. People like fireworks. Nobody likes a dry church. Nobody likes a dry meeting. That is why our meetings might be full of fire. That is why our church might be full of fire. That is why leaders of PRWC, you must be full of fire. In the name of Jesus, we receive. You are leader and you are the son of my voice. Tonight I pray. That you will receive a special impartation in the name of Jesus. If you are a leader and your fire is down, tonight may you receive fresh fire in the name of Jesus. If you've been assigned to do anything in our church tonight, may you receive fresh fire in the name of Jesus. If you've been given any assignment at your in your family, at your workplace, in your home, may you receive fresh fire in the name of Jesus. Amen. It is the Amen. fire that will attract people. It is not the talk. It's not guilting people. It is the fire. When fire. people see fire, they will come. That's right. Fire does the talking. Mandole Bosa. In the name of Jesus, Father, let this fire come upon us tonight. Let this fire come upon us in the name of Jesus. Now, so if this fire is so important, then how do we maintain it? How do we maintain a revived life? How do we maintain the fire in our life? So that's what we are looking at tonight. And we'll do justice to that before we pray. 
Acts chapter 2, we read the 42 to 46. Bible said they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrines. Mm -hmm. That is number one. That means that they studied the word of God together. Mm -hmm. They studied what the apostles taught them. They went over the messages that they heard in church. They heard the messages that they heard on Zoom. They heard that they, they went back to listen to them. There have been a lot of great messages the past two weeks. Beloved, let's go back and listen to them again. In your car, play them again. We have podcasts. We have Spotify. We have what so and what a lot of things. But by the grace of God, God has endowed PIWC with, 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 with these um, IT people and the message they're putting in so many different platforms. Go on our website. Listen to some of the messages again. And you will maintain your revival. You will maintain the fire. So they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrines and teachings. So let's continue. Remember, whatever you feed grows. So when you feed your spirit, your spirit will grow. When you feed this fire that has been ignited in your life with the word of God, you will grow. The word of God is the breath for revival. You need to stay in the word if you want to maintain a revived life. Now, in studying of the word of God, you have to be intentional. You must be intentional in studying the word of God. That means you want, man, one, you must have a plan. Have a plan for studying of the word. Don't, start, don't let it be an afterthought. Don't, don't just read the Bible when you have time. Have, I, I, let me put it this way. Like a sick person depends on their medication to survive. Every Christian who wants to maintain a revived life must stay on the word. Take the word of God like a pill. Be religious about it. So block a time in your day. Make it a habit. Come to a point that when you don't read the word, you feel like there's something wrong with you. That's that right. is the point you need to come to. That it is part and parcel of you. That if you don't, you don't study the word, you don't read the word in a day, you know that something is wrong. And if you are not conscious about this, beloved, the fire will go down. So mm -hmm. the first point is one. Follow the apostles' teachings that is study the word. Study the word. Study the word. Be intentional about studying the word of God. Amen. Amen. So be religious about it. Psalm 119 verse 9 says, how can a young man keep his way pure? And the answer is by living according to the word. So without the word of God, beloved, it will be difficult to maintain a revived life. It is the word of God that will direct you where to go, left or right. It has it, it, it has every solution to every problem. So one, stay in the word. Amen. 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 And number two, he said they continue steadfastly in fellowship. Steadfastly in fellowship. Steadfast means they were loyal in fellowship. They were dedicated. It doesn't matter who is preaching or who is leading prayers. As long as there's an opportunity to fellowship, I am here because I am steadfast yes. in fellowship. Yes. Yes. Unless I am not available, I am coming. As mm. long as I'm available, I am coming. Come on. Be steadfast in fellowship. Be steadfast. Be steadfast. Be committed. 
they continue in fellowship and in the breaking of bread. Now, breaking of bread here is not just physical food, you know, it's not just physical bread, but the word of God also. Jesus said, A man shall not live by bread alone, but everywhere that comes out of the mouth of God. So, food is also good. In this pandemic season, we may not be able to do that, but we meet together on Zoom to break bread, which is the word of God. That's what we're doing right now. We are breaking bread. We know bread. Jesus is the bread of life. So when we are sharing the word of God, we are breaking bread together. Mm -hmm. And so we must continue. Be steadfast, be committed, be loyal to it. Don't be cajoled. Don't let anybody guilt you before you come. Mm -hmm. you, you cannot maintain a, a, a revived life if you, you, you operate as an isolated entity. Mm, come on. Now, where I come from, uh, or where I was born, I, I used to, to, to light fire. I didn't have gas stove or I didn't have electric stove. I dealt with charcoal and wood. Hmm. Now, when you have one charcoal, uh, those of you here who are born here, you may not know what I'm talking about, but maybe July 4th, you happen to see a charcoal. Now, when charcoal, you can light just one charcoal. When it's in the midst of other charcoal, hmm. all the other charcoal will catch fire. Yes, fire yes, is sir. infectious. Infection. Fellowship mm -hmm. is infectious. When I bring my fire, you bring your fire. It brings oh. an explosion. Yes. That is why fellowshipping is important. Amen. You might be weak. Somebody might be strong. They will infect you and you become strong. Amen. But when you have one charcoal and it's isolated, the fire goes down quickly. Mm -hmm. yes, when you have one charcoal and it's in the midst of other charcoal, though they are not on fire, but that one charcoal can put all of them on fire. And oh, that fire lasts fire. long. Yes. So fellowshipping, beloved, is important. You cannot isolate yourself. You need to fellowship. Bible tells us in Hebrews 10.25 that forsake not the assembly together. We assembling together. We coming together. Do not forsake that. Do not look down upon it. When you come, you encourage me, I encourage you. I learn from you, you learn from me. Hallelujah. We learn Hallelujah. from each other. We teach each other. We exalt. We comfort one another. Mm. Mm. So come. It doesn't matter. Look, some people, sometimes you hear people say, um, uh, um, I don't get anything. But what are you also giving to people? Have you considered the other way that I can also go and give them something? Maybe they are not deep enough like you are. Why don't you come and give us your level of um, debt? Mm. We would appreciate it. So please come together. When we come together, come with us. Let us build ourselves. Let us encourage ourselves. Let us help each other. Amen. Amen. So when we meet, we encourage one another and we exalt one another. When we meet, we also impact one another. Now, when you read Romans chapter number one, verse 11 to um, 12, Paul says that I long to meet you, I long to come to you of fellowship disorder, I may impart some spiritual gifts, which is able to establish you. So when we come together, not only do we exalt and encourage one another, but we impart one another. And tonight, somebody is going to be imparted. Amen. Tonight, somebody is going to be imparted. As Amen. we pray, somebody will be imparted. Somebody is going to receive a visitation that he's never or she's never experienced in their lives. Some of you, your eyes are going to open to see things you've never seen. Amen. Your ears are going to be unblocked 
to begin to hear things you've never heard. You are going to hear God speak to you tonight. In the name of Jesus, I decree this upon your life. You are here and you never heard the voice of God. Tonight, may your senses be activated in the name of Jesus. May gifts be imparted into you in the name of Jesus. Those of you who have received gifts, by your gifts are lying dormant. As we are gathered tonight, may those gifts be found into flames in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. May fire come upon you. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpens iron. Psalm 42, verse 7, he said, Deep call it unto deep. So when you are deep, and somebody is also deep, come and fellowship. You are an iron, I'm an iron. Come, let's fellowship and let's sharpen each other. Beloved, I cannot overemphasize fellowship. Let us fellowship. Amen. Amen. Now, the next thing is that they continued in prayer together. They continued in prayer together. They continued in prayer together. Uh, the reason why a church that started in a village called Asamankesi in a third world country can go today over 10, 110 nations and still be relevant is because of prayer. Yes. Our fathers started with prayer. Mm. The work is prayer. Mm. Prayer is the work. Yes. The moment the, tops, the, the church stops praying, that is when we, we begin to lose our relevance. I'm not saying that going to theology school is bad. It's good. It, it, it brightens you. It gives you. But theology without prayer, it makes you like a philosopher. There's mm. no power in your work. I'm praying that, oh, the church will go back to prayer. That after tonight, people will begin to pray more than they've ever prayed. That after this revival, people will not just go back to how they were, but continue to pray. Prayer maintains revival. Yeah. Look, if Jesus, 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 who is God in bodily form, had to pray all the time. Bible said a long while before their daybreak, he will isolate himself to go and pray. And after all his miracles, he will go and pray again. Mm. If Jesus himself prayed, how can we achieve anything without prayer? Even for Jesus to be born, God had prophesied that Jesus was going to come. He was going to be born. Even that somebody had to be praying. Mm -hmm. Anna and Simeon were in the temple praying mm -hmm. for that purpose, that prophecy of God to come to pass. Beloved, to maintain a revived life, you must be deliberate about prayer. Amen. Just like you are deliberate about the word. Just like you are deliberate about fellowship. Prayer must become part of you. You may not be able to pray as loud as some people pray. Whichever form, whichever way, pray. Amen. Whichever way, pray. First Thessalonians 5, 17, it says, pray continuously. Pray without ceasing. So prayer must be what you do. It must be your food. In fact, revival cannot start unless men pray. The only thing that starts revival is prayer. And so how do you maintain revival if you don't pray? 
Today, I submit to you that if you want to maintain a revived life, then you must be intentional, just like you are intentional about everything else. Mm. Pray without ceasing. Statistics that recently came out that all of the average Christian prays only four minutes a day. How many minutes do we spend watching television to maintain a revived life? Prayer must be part of your life. I think the past two weeks, the past month, God has been impressing on everybody who comes to preach, talks about prayer. The times that we are in are evil. This is the time believers must stop talking and start praying. When you spend time on your knees, you spend less time solving problems. Amen. Amen. Now, finally, let me give an example and then we go on. I, I, I want to use Paul, Paul as an example. Paul says something in Philippians 3.13 that I, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do is forgetting about those things which are behind and reaching forward to, to, to the things which are ahead. And, and never be satisfied of the things you did last week. Never be satisfied with the things you achieved last week. N never be satisfied of the revival you experienced last year. Right. Bible says his mercies are renewed every morning. Th there is a revival for you every day. You see, even when Jesus was teaching us how to pray in Matthew 6, 11, he said, give us this day our daily bread. This day. He didn't say, give us the bread you gave us yesterday. Give us so daily you must seek the face of God. Mm. Hallelujah. You mm. must come before. So Paul, Paul, Paul said, I forget about whatever is in the past. This is the man, Paul. Okay. This is a man. Bible says that one time he was caught in the third heavens, and the things that he saw, he was not permitted to talk about them. That means that God did not intend for man to know those things. But this is how deep the man was. To the point that he had access to things that God has purpose not to let any man know. The beloved of Jesus, which is Apostle John, the revelator, who wrote the revelation. He was permitted to say everything. But here comes Paul. Get into a dimension that is able to download and access certain intelligence of God. That God said, hey, I, I did not want you, but because of your level... I'm allowing you, but you are not permitted to talk about them. Yet this man says, I forget all the things and I press on. Yes. If you want to maintain a revived life, you got to press on. Press. You should not be satisfied with what happened yesterday. You should not be satisfied with what happened last year. You must keep pressing on. Forget about your experience in the past. Not that experience do not matter, but press on. Amen. Amen. You need to press on. Amen. You need to press on. Press and on. in the pressing on, that is when more oil is poured into you. More Amen. fire is released into your life. Amen. I'm wrapping up quickly and then we'll jump into prayer. Crucify your flesh and its passions and desires if you want to maintain a revived life. Crucify this flesh and its passions and desires, and live by the Spirit. Yes. Later, you can refer to Galatians 5, 24 to 25. Crucify, crucify, crucify. That means nailed, because this flesh 
will always fight against what the Spirit of God wants you to do. The greatest enemy is not that which somewhere. It is your flesh. Mm. If you're able to crucify this flesh, beloved, you will walk as a victor. Amen. The final scripture, and then we'll be done. 1 John 5, 7 to 8. 1 John 5, 7 to 8. It says, for there are three things that testifies. Mm. 1 John 5, 7 to 8. There are three things that testifies. The spirit, the water, and the blood. <laughs> now, the spirit manifests in power in our lives and spurs us on towards perfection. So when we walk in the spirit, and obey the promptings of the spirit, he testified that our lives are pure and upright, thereby giving us spiritual authority. And tonight, somebody is going to walk in an authority he has never walked before. Amen. Now, the water, this is what the water does. The water represents the cleansing that has taken place in us. That is forgiveness of sins. So, uh, uh, when we started the Shiloh, the first day, pastor made sure that we were cleansed. Yeah. So it was high sun, purge us. And so God purged us. He cleansed us on the first day. So that is what the water represents. It represents the, 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 the purging and the cleansing. Now, the blood part is how you maintain revival. It's a blood represents sacrifice that must take place in your own life. We testify to the fact that we suffer with Christ and give up on our own the self-will each day. That is the blood. Many people come to the witness of the water and we get forgiveness every day, but never come to the witness of the spirit and the blood. We don't come to the point where we crucify this flesh. We, we, we don't suffer for Christ. And how you suffer for Christ is that you deny yourself of earthly things of this worldly passions. Now to maintain a revived life, we must come to the witness of the blood in our lives. Without obedience to the word of God, without personal sacrifice, revival will soon die. Without obedience to the spirit, the spirit of God will withdraw from us. And when he withdraws from us, our revival will go down, the fire will go down. Tonight I submit to you that you maintain a revived life you must allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and you must crucify this flesh. Let us begin to pray. You want to lift up your voice and you want to lift up your voice in the name of Jesus. If you can unmute yourself, please unmute yourself. Tonight, the power of God is going to visit you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So what he is about to do tonight in our men? What he is about to do in your life? A perfect compressed fire. In the name of Jesus. Ya dole mo shaka la la la. Ya dole mo kapala la la la. 
We are praying for meeting the young men and women of our church. We always say that they are the future of the church. They are the future. If the future does not catch this fire, we don't have a future. If this future do not catch the fire, the fire of Pentecost, we are praying for meeting the young men. Beloved, revival comes when men and women put their knees together and pray. 
As we come together and pray, the person can be sleeping and the fire of God will hit that injury. Yes, um, there was a man of God that was marking the elbow. Now it is written that this man will be in a subway. He hasn't come out. And people in the city begin to scream and get the Holy Ghost baptism. Just by his presence in the geographical location. And so the, 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 the youth and the young men may not have to be on this line. But our prayer tonight, the Spirit of God can put fresh fire on those young men. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Put a desire on those young men. And nobody will have to call them to come to the church. They are committing the future. Thank <laughs> you. 
And brother Sam, appear. God richly bless you for the background in Comus. It's it's lovely. God bless you. We are praying. I'm reading from Obadiah chapter one, verse eighteen. He said, "The house of Jacob there shall be fire." And the house of Joseph a flame. I'm reading just the A part. Joseph is the son of Jacob. So in the, in the house of the father, there will be fire. When it comes to the children, there will be a multiple amount of fire. Flame, when we look at flame, flame is a higher form of fire. But flames have dimensions. When you look at colors, when you put on a flame, there are different colors. The highest order of flame is the white color. There's the blue color, there's the purple color, there's all the colors of the rainbow in a flame. The highest level is a flame. He said the house of there shall be fire. And in the house of Joseph, there shall be flame. You are praying hmm. tonight. Now, your level of prayer tonight will determine how much fire your children get. Right. We are praying that, oh Lord, release a fire in my home. My home. You are praying in your home. We are praying for our homes. Let a fire be released in your home. And that fire, a multiple amount of God In the house of Joseph, 
Ya 
The blessings of God, they are transgenerational. The fire of God must be transgenerational. So we are taking this. I think first kings or second kings, I don't remember. You remember there was a prophet who died and left death for his family. Yeah. Some people call me a foolish prophet because he left death. But listen, he left something. Oil. He left oil. And that oil was what put them out of death. Oil, we know, represents the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we are praying for the oil for our children. Amen. So when I talk of the fire, the fire, the oil, we are talking about the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are praying for our children. Amen. You can leave your children anything. And I believe the greatest gift you can leave your children is a revived life. Amen. Amen. Put the Spirit of God on them. Pray that the fire of God touch them. When, 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 when the, the, the fire of God arrests your children, it, it, it's a wrecking of you as a parent, don't spend too much time rebuking and correcting them. The fire directs them. It is the fire that we can. We are praying again. He says, half of Jacob there shall be broken. Give me a remnant of the house. Give me a remnant of the house. I am a 
Now we are going to switch to the next part. Now that we prayed for the release of the fire, we're going to. I'm sorry. Second Timothy one six says, "Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God." The gift. Yes. Now that the fire has come, now you are praying that, oh God, thank you, and may God richly bless you. Set up your gift in me. Mm. And some versions say, find the gift into flames. You are praying that tonight, oh God, find the gift. Look, this is soon. Nobody can lay hands on you. But when that fire hits you, whatever condition you are struggling with, Mm-hmm. That condition will break for yes. fire begin to stir up in you. Begin to cast out devils from yourself. Begin to perform exorcism on your own self. You will tell sickness in the face crowd and you will obey. You are praying, Father, tonight, tear up your gift in me. And your gift in me is in the mighty the gift of the knowledge ability we are praying now when we look at acts chapter 2 the verse 42 to 46 they continue steadfastly in the apostles' teaching. 
We are praying tonight that, oh God, birth a desire in me. Amen. A desire. Bible says, as the deer panted after the water, so my soul panted after thee. It is a desire in it. And so that desire will cause it to pant after the waters. So it doesn't matter where the water is. It will run to go for it. Mm. When that desire is birthed in you, you will go for the word. It's something that it, it will, the desire will arrest you. It's like trying to break off a bad habit. People are struggling because it, it has arrested them. You are praying that, oh God, birth a desire to love your way. Desire to just love your way. A desire to know you more. A desire to fellowship. A desire to come to the You want to lift up your voice. The Father, birth a desire. A desire to study your way. A desire to fellowship. If the desire is not there, you will struggle to love Oh, 
Maintaining a revived life. One of the things that they did, the early church did, was they continued steadfastly in praying together. Zechariah 12, verse 10 says, I will pour on the house of people and the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of supplication and of grace. Grace upon me is the enabling so Paul, that spirit of supplication, the spirit of supplication, it is the spirit of supplication that causes you to pray. It is that which comes upon you, and if you don't have any need, you still want to pray for somebody. Mm-hmm. When you pour that spirit upon you and that grace upon you, it is a grace. Mm-hmm. We talk about everybody has a certain grace. Mm-hmm. There is a grace to pray. If you desire that grace tonight, yeah. the spirit of God is here and He's about to release that grace upon your life. Mm-hmm. Tonight, who is willing to receive that grace to pray? Amen. Maintain a revived life. You need that grace. Mm. The Spirit of God is pouring that grace right now. Pouring that grace. Right now. You want to lift up your voice? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> 
Tonight you are going to experience some dreams. You are going to start dreaming. Heavens will be open to you, just like Jacob saw angels ascending and descending on the ladder. Like you begin to experience the supernatural in your life. And some of you are going to be wake up at night to pray. Please, when the Spirit of God comes you to wake you up, pray. That is what He's doing tonight. Some of you are experiencing fresh touch. Fresh encounters right now. Yes. Some of you, you are experiencing as I speak right now. You are experiencing heat in your hands. You are impartation. You are receiving that. Now in the name of Jesus. Whatever you see, the Spirit of God says, I should tell you. Whatever from today, you are not here. Whatever you see, that is what you are experiencing. You are experiencing fire in your hands right now. You are we spend some time on talking about the eyes we hope you see the angels ascending and descending, Lord. We spend time talking about the fire being a consuming fire. Now you are switching. You are praying that, oh God. Now this fire has been released. I, I send the fire around people right now. If you've not opened up, please open up. You may not have this opportunity. Open up. The power of God is He's touching people left, right, and left. Some of you are experiencing it around you. That is the power of God. Look, when he comes, you will know. He makes sure you are aware he is there. Some of you are experiencing like an ointment, like rock on your, like uh, this hot and cold thing on you. That is the power of God. Now you begin to operate in that power. The young men, the young men on this line, listen, the spirit of God is coming upon you right now. Some of you, you are going to do extraordinary things in your campuses that people will wonder and marvel. And it is the spirit of God that is doing it tonight. He's baptizing mm. with fresh fire to do wonders. Now, the next prayer topic, the next prayer topic, that God is a consuming fire. You are praying. Anything in your life that does not glorify God, mm. that thing in your life will be a weakness in you. Mm. That thing in your life will be an attack of the enemy. Whatever mm. it is, you are praying tonight. That as the fire of God has been released, let that thing be consumed. If it's a personal weakness, let that weakness be consumed. If it is an attack of the enemy, let it be consumed. There are those of you on the line who are sick. The fire has been released. You are praying that tonight that the fire consume every single on this line and you are Say, 
We are praying, committing the leadership of the church before God. When I talk of the leadership of the church, it's time for everyone that has been assigned any role. They are committing the leadership of the church before God. That this fire will perpetually burn. Will not go out. 
every elder, every deaconess, every deacon, every movement leader, anybody that has been assigned a role, pastor and his family, everybody on the line that has been assigned a role, anybody that we put on program to lead something, we are praying that, oh God, pour fresh fire on them. Pour fresh fire so that every time they come before you, every time they stand before us, we experience heavens, we experience open heavens, we experience your power that is at manifestation. Finally, we ask our presiding elder to pray for all of us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We want to take this one moment to do this exercise. Um, there may be some of us on this line who have not caught the fire of the Holy Spirit. Bible says that this comes by evidence of speaking in tongues. One minute, even though we are on Zoom, wherever you are, that fire is available to you. In the name of Jesus, just open up and receive that fire. In the name of Jesus, <laughs> Moment of silence for those of us that speak in the language of the spirit. Just pray in your heart. We just want to pray for our brothers and sisters that are seeking for this impartation, for this gift of the Holy Spirit. We want to lift them before the Lord. Acts chapter 2, verse 3 says, Then there appeared to have to, to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Hallelujah. When the fire, the divided fire fell on each one of them, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in different types of tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Beloved, you're on this line. 
You've been coming to PIWC. You've been hearing the people of God praying in the language of the spirit. And that is your desire. That is your passion. The Lord, I also want to receive this gift. Uh, the Lord says that as you open up, his fire is coming upon you and you shall be filled with the Holy Spirit and he shall give you utterance. Hallelujah. As you open up just for 30 seconds, open up, open up, open up. We can unmute the line. If you speak in the language of the spirit, don't, don't say anything. We can unmute the lines for those of us that don't speak and may the spirit of God, wherever you find yourself in your home, in your workplace, in your car, wherever you're sitting on this Zoom line, may the fire of the Holy Spirit come upon you and may you be filled with the Holy Spirit and may you begin to speak in an unknown tongue as the spirit gives you utterance in the name of Jesus. Receive the fire, receive the fire, receive the fire, receive the fire, receive the fire. Jesus. Fighting any demon in their life, fighting any demon in their 
Thank you once again for joining us. We pray that you were blessed. Click on the other episodes to continue on this journey with us. Don't forget to share and follow this podcast. God bless you.